When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, guys, our big dog draft on Saturday night was such a hit. We decided to run it back. Brian didn't think it was necessary because we already drafted the winning team. But I feel like first and second is still a reasonable goal. Let's hop in a big dog draft. I, does he think? I think he thinks this. He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. All right, guys. I have a uh, spoiler alert. Already jumped the gun on you. I am registered for a big dog. It looks like there are five more spots left. So we will let you guys trickle in. Come join us. Brian, how are you doing? Good. Uh, less players on a uh, 4 o'clock central, huh? I guess Ooh. so, yeah. I, I don't – I mean, at, at this point, I mean, the BBM threes fill so quickly regardless of what time of day it is. Um, three more spots left in this big dog. I think mm-hmm. people are just so hungry for best ball, they'll draft at any time of the day. Did you see Jack Miller's tweet today? Yeah, I was going to actually bring that up and because I, I was curious with your, your follow-up question that you had to him as well. Yeah, he, he said, while well, we're waiting for this to start, um, kind of what I thought was pretty uh, intuitive that basically the later you draft, the more points your team scores on average. Um, I didn't see how um, how many years of data that was. Was it just last year? What does he say here? It's just BBM2, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you'd probably rather do both of them, but um, – and you probably want to stabilize for the point. The points, it might be different each year, you know, but whatever. You, it's not that hard. You could do it. Yeah. And it does, there is a little sprinkling in May there, but other than that, it's basically straight up, and then it, and then it shoots up at the end. And I was just wondering if he had like the last week, like the week of September 9th yeah. or whatever. And then the, the week before that, like I bet a lot of it is, is right there. Yeah. That would be cool to see. Yeah. So just for, for the audio listeners, uh, this chart is uh, Jack sweet says BBM two teams drafted in August and September did better than those drafted earlier in the off season. This was true both at a median outcome, highest median months for September than August and extreme shown below early ADP values are gone, but we have more info now in softer leagues, which, you know, definitely tracks intuitively. And then Liam's uh, kind of banging the drum that this is not, what's it called? Uh, 
you know, proper analysis and that you get a big edge because you're drafting because you know more than the field and you're going to get ADP uh, opportunities that you would never get the week of September 9th. Mm-hmm. That's his conclusion. Well, and that's um, been the whole, that's the whole reason there's the barbell strategy is taking advantage of both of those aspects and trying to cut out the middle part where you're not getting one of those extreme advantages. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not so convinced it's that big of an edge. Like, I don't know, but maybe, you know, maybe. And like, how much is that worth that you get a guy, you know, an extra 10 slots? Like, I don't know what the savings is. And I'm going to go back to here, May 1st. Yeah. In the ADP change for, um, how close were you to filling? I don't want to ruin it. Uh, one more left. You're Okay. One more spot, guys, if you want to jump in the big dog with us. And so, okay, the biggest j- changes since May for this year, Rom- Romeo Doubts, is that how you pronounce it, Pete? Uh, I think it's Dobbs, but Dobbs. we call him Dubs. Yep. Julio Jones, Pachenko, yeah. all like 70 or 80 moved up. Brian Robinson, Pickens, Zamir White. Um, Those are some pretty big changes. Some drops, Tim Patrick, Gronk, Ronald Jones. That doesn't sound good. Deshaun Watson, Jameson Crowder. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's that's gonna gonna move the needle compared to drafting in the last couple weeks. If you can do it, like that's another thing. That's a lot of time. Well, I agree with you, and you know, there's still there's still some shoes that could drop, you know, last year, the, the big one that we always reference was when Cam Akers went out and Darrell Henderson jumped from a 15th round pick to a fourth round pick. Like we we've had guys that have moved up from the late rounds into the like 10th and 11th, but we haven't had that massive shift of anyone who was like well outside the top three rounds or even top five moving up into there. And so I think, it does. It's almost like a little bit of a gamble, right? Because I think to your point, if we don't ultimately get that, then skewing the majority of your entries toward closer to the season, I think definitely would be the the right move. Now, if we had a couple of those huge risers and you're sitting on a couple running backs, you got in the late rounds that are now second round picks. Now it's like, I want that team that I drafted in May. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much of that is ga- is gambling to where, do you really know you have a predictive edge? Like, are we overvaluating our talent, our, 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 uh, watch the tape talents here? Well, that's not, that was it. That wasn't even being predictive. That was just getting lucky. Like we drafted a backup running back and the starter got hurt. Right. But I'm saying from like the Liam's argument of we're so dialed in here that we're going to be saving 20, 30 rounds on each. And so like Jack could probably do something. This wouldn't be great. You'd probably figure out a better way, but you take the top, you take like the, the teams that had the best ADP. It just assume uh, September 9th is, is the nuts, right? Like that's what the ADP should be like the last day. And then the teams with the most amount of gain in ADP and see how they did. Yeah. That could tell you something. Yeah. Well, um, and to your point too, like a lot of rookies moved up, like people were drafting Damian Pierce, like really early on and probably 16th, 17th round. Now he's, you know, way up in the ninth, 10th round on the flip side, I was drafting Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson and they both slid 
like 15, 20 picks past where I was taking them. So to your point, that dynamic can definitely go in, in both directions. Definitely. All right. We got two picks here and then, and then let's make the picks, but then injuries is what we should talk about after that. This is a great uh, draft position for, for streaming. Can't get sniped really. And no snipes. That's true. No influencer one Oh one either. I mean, I've been doing some of these zero RB builds here with Devonte Adams and CD yeah. lamb. I mean, you can tell Najee and Joe Mixon are right. guys. I'm even underweight relative to our target group. Are you good mm-hmm. with a little zero RB? That's this is what I've been doing lately. And I think Adams is pretty good here too. So definitely him. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, are we, are we really going to take Najee Harris? I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, when we did our, what slot did we have with our big dog draft on Saturday? Was it 10? We took Barkley, but I don't remember if it was we like Barkley at like 15 or something. So what yeah. would that mean? I forget who we, uh, let me so actually go have... look at that right now, just so I could remember our, uh, our big dog from the other night. We took Saquon. Oh no, we got Saquon in the 15th and we took lamb at, at pick 10. So we kind of reached yeah. for lamb and then grabbed and Barkley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so now we got 15. Our big dog exposures are going to be heavily, heavily reliant on CD layup season this year. So, so back to the, uh, yeah. Yeah. When to draft thing. So this, this year's honestly, there's not a lot of the, and some of the flips are kind of damned if you do damned if you don't. Right. So like, the only one we really had here is Tim Patrick. He was probably drafted in almost every single draft, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. So, like, the negative side is, like, if you draft your 150 the last week of the season or something, this is all assuming you can get it all in, which is probably tough to do anyways, but, you know, 8% of the lineups have one guy who's not going to play the whole year. And then if there's a couple of those injuries, you know, you're looking at, uh, I'm sorry, not April. A hundred percent of teams will not have that drafted before these injuries, right? Uh, eight, yeah, a hundred percent of the leagues, eight percent of the teams won't have that guy, and then you just add another one, and that doubles, you know, and then like three guys, and it's like there's guys that's that's a pretty big edge, and then like you could look at it, it's like okay, well, I got somebody who is now going at the thirtieth. Well, is that at the cost of other shares of your portfolio? Like if you had, like if Tim Patrick was a bigger deal, let's say, and then like yeah. KJ Hamler was going to slot in at the one or something. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, how much Patrick did you have to gain this Adams that you get, uh, Hamler that you got in the 200 pick or something on average? Like, um, it's tough to measure all that, all that stuff, but. And it also, you have to factor in like when these dynamics flip, like how much of the tournament is completed and how much of it is left, you know, like. If it, let's say, you know, two days before Best Ball Mania 3 fills and there's some big injury that catapults a player up into the first round, it's like, you know, at that point, there's only a couple, you know, percentage points left of this entire contest to fill. I don't know how much that's changing things. Whereas last year we had that Darrell Henderson thing pretty early on. Um, Or wait, when was that? Was that, I want to say, remind me in the chat, guys, when, when into best ball mania two was that, was that about 50% full? I'm trying to remember how many teams had the cheap Darrell Henderson by the time that happened. I can't remember. Hmm. Um, like, uh, here's another thing like Gronk. Okay. 
Now, he retired pretty early, so not a lot of people took him. And he's not the Gronk of 10 years ago. But, like, let's say he – like, Waller got hurt today, right? Like, uh, uh, I don't know how serious the injury is. But, like, you you know, if you if you just take a stud tight end and then you just don't care about right. the tight end spot on these teams and you got him in 20% of your, your drafts, like, you're you're almost forfeiting. You know, pretty close. All those teams, yeah, with your with your stud tight end and no and you know no backup or weak backup or something, right? So I mean, I don't know. I think having that info at the end, in my in like my gut instinct is it, it would like severely outweigh no way being like dialed into what's going on and what the offensive coordinator thinks and shit like that. Yeah. And like happy feet referencing another example of a player getting much cheaper, you know, Antonio Gibson, he was going in the, in the fifth round of some of those early drafts. And now he's sliding past pick 100 in some too. I still don't know if that's, you know, a meaningful enough slide to really kind of alter the landscape. Yeah. I thought Henderson was, I thought that was like the last month or something or a couple of weeks before the season yeah. started. Paul said it was right before camp, so yeah. it, that was actually pretty early on. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, we are seeing, uh, someone mentioned the Kyle Pitts steam. Him, of course, looking incredible in that preseason game on Monday. Joel, three takes him here in the mid-second round, which I think is completely uh, justifiable. Um there and a lot of people have Andrews and Pitts pretty close anyway. So definitely a little sticker shock considering his ADP and in, in best ball mania threes, like in the mid thirties or uh, at pick 30 rather. So going mm. a full round ahead there, but I don't blame him in this room. Kyle Pitts was probably not coming back to him there. Yeah. Yeah. He will. He had like a good highlight game, right? The, yeah. I think somebody saw something on Twitter. So got to take him the second couple tweets this out is, there. This is going to be a gross spot. Um, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about Waddle. He was, uh, a, a little banged up right now. I think it's a soft tissue. I think it's the hamstring stuff. Uh, but Keenan isn't, didn't Keenan slide to us in our draft on Saturday too? Yes. Goodness. I think, I mean, so let's not take Keenan then if we have him on the other team. We're under yeah. Him. You know, my, my favorite guys are just like, we had Davis Dave. too. We do have Davis. And the other one, I think. Yeah, let's do Robinson. All right. Hang on. Let's do Robinson. Okay. All right. And then you're you're worried about Waddle, because I would say if we don't want to do it, we do Waddle. I know. I'm I'm wondering how much I guess we're kind of damn it doesn't yeah, we're kind of screwed here. I think I think we probably just yeah, I don't want to just did take we take Allen? Waddle in the last one? We didn't take I don't Waddle. think so. All right, let's let's just YOLO it uh, okay. with this and not going to get spooked off of it. Go back to yeah, go back to our other draft just so we can not double up so much. We have yeah. CD, we have CD Lamb. That's a little that that's fine. We don't want tons of overlap, I think though. Yeah, we had yeah, we had CD Keenan and Gabe, so we didn't want to do the exact same right exactly and Gabe, yeah. uh, start there. So yeah, I'm I'm happy to mix okay. it up.
there's nothing wrong to doubling up if you have massive conviction uh, in those right. players. I don't have massive conviction in those guys. I, I think they're all in a very similar tier. So in that case, I have no problem diversifying our bullets. Yeah. I mean, if we have Allen, CD, Gabe Davis on both teams, it's like we have, well, we need Allen, CD, Davis to dominate. And if, you know, if one, we'd much rather set up a situation where if one does well, the other one does bad. And if one does bad, you know, that one does bad, the other one does well. And just you have two bullets at it with the same EV. Unless Pete said, like, unless you have some sort of inside knowledge, conviction, uh, conviction, expertise, something like that, where you can take the exact same fucking team. Yeah. Same entry. I, I just never, never would do that. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, man. Some of these guys that I, I was going to be very excited to take Judy there. Um, he goes one pick he's, he's pushing up boards there. Um, Marcos says zero RB strat again. We did an anchor build. We took Barkley on, uh, on Saturday. So we have basically Adams instead of Barkley, uh, in this build. Like in, in DFS, would you ever take the same team and enter it twice? Like only if I, you know, had an orgy the night before and forgot to update my dummy train. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. So what is the deal with Waller? Does anyone, anyone know? He just hasn't been, I think he's practiced once this entire like off season or since, since camp, like it's been pretty sketchy. Although I was reading some stuff too, that it might be having to do more with um, him holding out maybe a little bit, wanting a new contract versus him actually being injured. So I'm not quite sure what to, uh, what to believe hmm. there. I saw like he's might not play week one now. Yeah. That's what people are saying. Hmm. I'm still a little suspicious with how kind of bizarre the reporting has been around his injury. Let's see here. Yeah. Kubert saying week one in doubt. The, uh, we, so we got Rube from the one pretty nice build there. CMC Higgins, ETN Kittle Godwin. And definitely like that team. How many guys are in this draft and chat? I know I saw one person. Paul, Paul, as I was inverted oh. here, he started Saquon, AJB, DJ Moore, and Keenan. Hmm. Yeah. But so like, we got Barkley at the 15. He got Barkley at the nine in the same draft. We have a huge edge on Paul right now. Huge edge. Yeah. I mean, Paul got it in so bad there. It is it is fun when we when you ratchet up the stakes, people do go get your guys, right? And like I don't I don't blame him too. You know, AJ Brown, Barkley both going a few picks ahead of ADP. But if you're only doing a couple of big dogs and, and you want to get your exposures to certain guys, like you only get so many cracks at it. Well, I always kind of thought your uh um Samuel exposure was a little like high just based on my yeah. Got reaction from DFS last year because you know he ran a lot and like is that gonna happen again? Um I don't know. Like what what's your what's your thesis behind so much? Yeah, ego? I mean to me it was just like a, a talent play. I think he's incredibly good and I want as much exposure to that 49ers offense as possible. I am definitely getting a little I'm very excited about JK Dobbins at this price. Let's do it. He was back he's back at practice. Um 
I don't we think we also, can do Thomas, can we? I don't think we should. No. I oh, wouldn't mind. Dave Montgomery sitting, staring you in the face. God. We could we could kind of work through like a backdoor Arizona stack and, and take Kyler and get our elite QB. Because that's the one thing I don't necessarily like when I do a zero RB build. I don't want to also have be weak at tight end and quarterback, you know, like it would yeah. be nice to get anchored at another position with an elite guy. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Let's grab and um, we didn't have uh, elite QB really with Dak in our last no. one. Yeah, and I mean, we'll probably we'll probably get shut out of Hopkins. I doubt Hopkins makes it back to us, but you know, Rondell Moore could be a target. We could go Zach Ertz, um, and then there's some of the cheap running backs that we can tack on to a backdoor Kyler stack. Yep, works for me. But yeah, back to your thing. I mean, I it's funny you say that because I definitely think I'm a, a touch higher on Debo than I would like to be now, just with how much Ayuk is, you know, dominating camp, and I think their ADP should be closer. Um, yeah, I probably wish I wasn't quite as enthusiastic on him there, but what what am I down to now? I think I'm at like sixteen percent on him, seventeen percent. Okay. So. All right. I'm probably not going to have be taking him a lot in my last, you know, 30 BBM draft. So my guess is he'll get down into that 14 to 15%. And I'll be fine if I'm, you know, double the field on Debo. JK Dobbins, um, ADP two months ago was 55.56. Uh, right now it's yeah. 55.6. That's crazy. I Especially know. because during that time, it was like, baked into his ADP was the fact that he might not be ready for the start of season, but now we got all the positive reports. He's back at practice looks fine. And it's now the, the drafters haven't necessarily pushed him back up. And, and Dobbins was, uh, I'm not Dobbins. Edwards is like out three, four weeks guaranteed now too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I saw that as well. Yeah. Um, we zoom asking what's the percentage next to the player's name means. So the one on the right in red is my exposures in best ball mania three. So I've done about 120 drafts. So this shows that the green is the week 16 matchup. And then the blue is this target exposure, which is a basket of exposures of a bunch of uh, our friends who are high stakes and uh, best ball grinders. And so it kind of is this good sanity check to kind of compare uh, and contrast. And uh, if you're interested, um, Zoom, we have the link down below. It's the uh, the Brick Draft Caddy. It's a Chrome extension that you can have overlaid onto all your underdog drafts. It's also going to be available with Pick'ems. And uh, also, as we teased the other night, some fun DFS overlays coming for, for you hand builders out there. Yep. Yep. We just got like a little beta DraftKings forking on there too. So, um. No ownership on uh, or exposures on DraftKings, though. They don't have the cool little exposure stuff that Underdog has. Yeah, I know. Release the APIs. <laughs> yeah, at least a CSV, I mean. Ben asking an interesting question. Do you do you all have an estimated EV in this for yourselves? Brick, do you have a positive ROI 
in MME contests? In basketball, probably not. I, I mean, no one says MME for basketball. I assume he's talking DFS for the second part. I think the first part he was saying basketball, but uh, yes, I have a positive ROI still. Let's knock on wood. <laughs> so the draft did circle back and start drafting a bunch of these wide receivers here, leaving us some. Oh God, don't don't make us tell oh, David. Mark, he's coming. Me. He's coming. <laughs> Even after Jay Slice said keep Montgomery at zero percent due to stretch. <laughs> oh man. These could uh, be twenty, our, he'd be twenty-two, twenty-two picks of value. I put him in the queue to make K Bake take him. <laughs> he probably would. <laughs> take him. Take Please. him. I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm absolutely begging you. I will oh God. Don't be a slave to ADP. Huh? Yes, KK. He took him. <laughs> Thank you. I wonder Thank if he's watch. I wonder if he's not watching and he clicked on your team. He's like, "Oh, this guy's got no RBs. I gotta get Montgomery in before he goes." Um, I kind of like the idea of building out a little bit of our dolphin stuff with with Edmonds and Waddle would also make Tua. Um, a pretty nice target for us with Edmonds going to catch a decent amount of passes. All right. And then, man, this Schultz stuff. Like if we had, I guess we could we could take Schultz and also leave in play a Dak slide for the Dak double stack with, with Schultz and Lamb. Or we could take Pollard with the or, same logic. Yeah, I would kick. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't take Schultz. Yeah, I don't really want to take Schultz either. Yeah, take um, someone fun. Let's do... I think Pollard's fun and it also gives us a, now we kind of have that same dynamic with chase Waddle Pollard lamb gives us two nice options at that second quarterback with Kyler. All right. Seriously, getting sniped has never felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you at 0%. Um, MJ says he wants to see the content of Montgomery somehow being a league winner and Pete having 0%. I mean, that's already played. I mean, last year it was 0% Leonard Fournette and then he was the league winner. So there, there's definitely precedent for this. Mm. Let's see how much Montgomery has changed. Yeah, I completely disagree with H. Dota. He says Pollard Dak was the play, but you live and learn. So my thing with the the quarterbacks too, when you're drafting two quarterbacks early, is I, I want to make sure that I'm getting that second one out of value. Like I just have no desire to reach for him. Also, with Schultz still on the board, there are no other drafters right now who are going to find Dak as a super attractive target you know if you're if you're drafting him naked because cd lamb and pollard are the only other cowboys who have gone so a lot of times you'll get a dynamic where that quarterback will slide and you squeeze in an extra pick so i actually think it's pretty bad in those specific situations to to go ahead and jump the gun on it we, we don't want two decks either we had a deck in our last entry in this yeah and this, yeah. and that's the thing like i don't necessarily want the two decks but if he slides to us at 108 yeah uh, okay I'll, yeah i'll happily take that Sure. Yeah. So Montgomery, two months ago, his ADP was 51.5. And it's now 63.9, 12.4 drop. It's not even, 
I feel like it could have been bigger considering you like plague on special teams and stuff. And you saw, I mean, the reaction to the stuff going on with Antonio Gibson, I mean, he's sinking like a rock, but there seems to always be some David Montgomery stands who, uh, who are not worried. Yeah. I mean, he was a starter. The bears suck, but I know. I, I promise you, Brad. No joke. I would have been willing to take him there at eighty-four. Would you? Yeah, I was. I was. I was. I had mentally prepared myself to do it. <laughs> uh, long, long breaks in between picks at the uh, at the twelve spot, huh? Yeah. Um. Sammy, thank you for becoming a YouTube member. He says, I finally joined. I love you, motherfucker. Thank you for uh, for your support. We love you, Sammy, and the War Pigs. War Pigs. The War that, Pigs. I mean, that, uh, hang on. Look I up think... this one, Brian. Look up. Hmm. Tell me the ADP change on George Pickens, who just went 96. Okay. Two months? Yeah. Two months ago, he was uh, 162. Whew. Now he's at 109.2. Well, in, in 96 in, in this room. Nuts. Wow, that's even higher. So that's like 60, 60 point or 60 ADP jump. Yeah. And again, that ADP jump isn't from a strategic standpoint, isn't really relevant because the big dog wasn't open two months ago. You know, it's been open for what? A little over a week, 10 days. So most yeah. of the George Pickens selections are probably up in this higher range, but it is still interesting to see that he's he might end up be being the biggest mover so far right now if he does end where rube took him at 96 i don't can you guys think of anyone else who's moved moved up higher than that i can't i can tell you um romeo dubs moved up 85 85 too julio jones after he got signed, moved up a ton. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Oh, I stand corrected. Harb's first big dog, he got Pickens at 165 when his ADP was 150. How long has this big dog been open for? Goodness. Hamler didn't move up a ton, Mad Sox, because he's been at 150 and his ADP was at like, what, 180, 185? So I think he was only like a, the only reason I intimately know KJ Hamler's ADP is because I draft him in every other draft. He moved up 18.4 slots in the last two months. Yeah. That seems about right. Maybe a little higher. Uh, Money Train does snag Dak from us here at 106. Uh, has Zeke, so it makes a little bit of sense there. That would have been kind of a fun slide to get him at 108. Well, he can have Burks or Gibson. Yeah. I don't mind the idea. Definitely a couple different avenues we could go here. We could go Derek Carr with Adams. We could get our first tight end in Dawson Knox, who I kind of think is at the end of a little tier here, or we could just correlate with Ertz with Kyler. Do you have any thoughts? I would correlate with Ertz. Let's just put this pick in All right. first, and then we can figure out what we want to do with the second pick. And then we can have Carr with uh, Adams. Who's our backup QB in the other one? The other one? We had Jones. Fields? Jones Fields and yeah, yeah we okay. had Jones so, Fields and okay. uh Daniel Jones. Yeah. 
I, li- I like the car, the car Kyler pairing. Yeah. And then we're done at QB. Yep. There's no done at uh, QB. Yeah. Okay. I don't right. draft a lot of Ertz, but in this scenario where Rondell Moore went off the board at 97, I mean, we're, we're running out of pass catchers with him that we can feel good about. I mean, there's yeah. AJ Green late, but I have a really hard time getting excited about him. So Ertz is really the last. I mean, Rube is just going out here and getting his guys. Yeah, well, I mean, and he's watching us, and he knows we got Murray. So he's just an early snipe, 10 spot early snipe. Yep. Still stings. Yeah, we could have waited for Tua. We could. Um, You know, I was thinking about this. Go 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 ahead. ahead. I was thinking about the, um, like, the correlation. Like, it's easy, like... It's easy to correlate like those shitty 150th, you know, uh, 15th rounders, 20th rounders. Yeah. But like really the correlation you really want is like this Adams car stud correlation, right? Like, do you really care a ton about the third stringer and Pat Mahomes? Well, that maybe not in that team, but something more established. Like, I don't know. Like it's, it's, yeah, they're correlated, but like you're, what you need is these, home runs right where the court the quarterback throws three touchdowns to somebody or something like that and you just yeah. get it get all that that home run correlation and so i like the i like car better than a tua and then long shot long shot you know or whatever right right i mean i, I definitely agree with the with the earth stuff too it's just like I, I mean i do think tyler if if you if you really had to um, do him naked just because of how much he runs. And then maybe we toss in uh, Arizona running back late. I think that's still fine, yeah. but you know, if he's really hitting the high end range of his outcomes, I mean, one of those pass catchers is going to have a really big year. Yeah. We, I'm assuming Hopkins is gone already. August 9th. Okay. It goes to show you how quickly things change, you know, because right before that, again, when Harbs is referencing getting pickings at 165, then he has that really sick preseason game, the steady drum beat. It's like, boom, next thing you know, he's a top 100 pick uh, two and a half weeks later. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. Two weeks later, the guy goes 70 spots higher. Yeah. And there was no injury either. It was just, just hype. Yeah, and then, I mean, no bow socks again. Kind of, again, going back to this idea of the two different levels of correlation. He says in the playoffs, the QB plus wide receiver three or similar can really pay off. One week rounds, anything can happen. And this goes back to the season long oh, correlation yeah. versus the individual game correlation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And also, we did have Waddle, um, which he's you know no joke. So, um, but I was just more or less saying like, oh, well, why take you know, a quarterback like Carr, when you can, just generally speaking, you know, you can easily get the stacks later on in the draft. It's like, yeah, you can get the stacks easy later, but like, or more likely it's easier, but it's not like that huge windfall that we really want with like Carr and Adams in theory, like Aaron Rodgers and Adams really is what, what we're looking for. Right. Hmm. I have one guy. Now I can't remember. Now I keep forgetting who we, uh, 
I got to pull up again and see who we took the other night. Who, who? What position are you thinking? Oh, wide receiver. There was a guy that he just goes because this room is just they're starting to attack it. I, I I was pretty interested in Jahan Dotson there. Okay. Um, wide receiver starting to get a bit thinned out. Yeah, we're we're not too bad though. Yeah, okay. no. Those are four good wide receivers, though. Yo, yeah, our 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 four at the top are awesome. Yeah, this is just the zero RB bro in me. You know, when I when I miss out on my my great fifth and sixth wide receivers, I start to get get a little nervous, get the shakes. <laughs> you know, let's start over. <laughs> just just unplug the controller and and start over. <laughs> I'm uh I'm into I'm into DJ Chark. Um he's been a guy that I've clearly been taking a decent amount in Best Ball Mania. Nice deep threat here. Um so I'm happy to do him. This tier of tight end is pretty flat. Um this running back tier is pretty flat. This is pretty pretty bad spot. I know. We did we did Madison. I've I kind of inclined to go just get a guy at wide receiver, just to take one. Ugh, man, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. maybe we. What, what about it. what about uh, Pacheco? You know what? I I have zero shares of him, or, or so I guess I have three point four percent zero in any of the high stakes stuff. Um, sure. All right. Just see if we catch that steam. Yeah, why not? Oh, I think we're pretty different than our last team, which which I like. Mm. Lewis wants to know: Do many people get staked in best ball DFS like they do in poker? That I really have a feeling much. it's not that common because it's also, I mean, in poker, right? In DFS, you have such an immediate feedback loop to assess performance and progress, right? In a way that would make that super difficult for best ball. Yeah, definitely not nearly as much although it does happen um and also you could play you know especially when dfs first started you could play every table you know every table meaning every gpp every game you could play everything there was no restrictions so like what do you need to stake somebody for when you just click a couple buttons and you're doing you got your stuff in there and yeah. there's no and there's no rake back and rake back yeah. is a huge part of staking in poker which is that whole what's his name? Who's the 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 frog poison? Uh, uh, Brintenny. Yeah, yeah. Like he's it's basically like a rake back stable. You know, he's get he just gets sweet deals. A lot of people do this. They get sweet deals with some poker sites, and then start staking guys, and then take their rake back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, what would make like makes more sense in the best ball space would be doing a ton of swaps because mm. there's so much prize money up top. Everyone's say, say a group of you were all 150 maxing. Like, you know, if I make it to the finals, I'm, I'm definitely open to, to, you know, swaps and stuff like that. Just knowing how hard it is. I mean, to become a billionaire, you need to finish top two in week 17. And so yeah. I mean, to kind of smooth out your variance a little bit there with some swaps, I think would make a ton of sense. There is that that's what is that uh, staking site? Stakings. Um, 
Stake Kings, yeah, where you could buy pieces of DFS players or poker players. That would, would be cool. I would do that for like like an example of how I would do that is say for like they're organizing a fast draft mastiff. Um, and I would I would do even no no rake on it, uh, or no markup, I should say. I would do no markup on my thing and just be like, hey, I'm gonna put up, you know, five hundred of my own and then whoever wants like 2000, you know, you can buy $50 of it, $25. Hmm. I'll live stream it. And you guys will all just, you'll have your piece. Like, obviously a lot of people, when they do the markup on that, you know, it's, they're baking in their level of play, but I would like to do it more just as like a crowdfunding thing. Like, Hey, yeah. we'll all get a fun live stream sweat out of this. Yeah. That's a really good, we should do that, Pete. Like maybe yeah. we'll do a high stakes one. And then if anyone wants yeah. in, uh, with no, uh, rake added on top of it. What's it called? What do they call it? on stakings? The, uh, I don't know, but it sounds like Ethan would know. I'm a partner at State Kings. If you want to give the fans a sweat, you're more than welcome. There you go. Um, I think it would be cool if Underdog did that, where you just you know put up like, hey, I want to swap five percent. You just put it up on some marketplace. I don't know if like legally that could happen, but yeah. and then you're just like, oh, I can get five percent of Pete. I can get five percent of Davis. Blah blah blah. People would probably really like that. Yeah. MJ says, I wonder who will have the most bullets in the week 17 championship. I mean, the mass says that <laughs> there will be no one who has more than one bullet. Would would that's what I would place a bet on. What what do you think is more likely? There's at least one person with two bullets or no one with more than one. 470 people in the final. Yeah, I would say the no one with more than one is the most likely yeah. outcome. That's what I think. I mean, yeah, you have 100, 150 max in five. How many? Five hundred thousand entries. We're talking BBM three, right? Yeah, we're talking BBM three. Yeah, yeah four hundred. Man, I'm surprised that's gonna fill. I'm some more support. Yeah, no, Jeff, I we're we're using kind of a poker terminology. A bullet is just an entry. So just saying, you, you got 150 bullets to try yeah. to get this down. It's hard to stop that. That. Uh, that. Uh, what is it? Lingo, you know, the poker lingo. Once yeah. you start, you can't stop. By the way, look at look at it. Can you see this shirt here? You can barely what read it. it. You probably can't even read it. I can't. What does it say? It says got tilt. I went through like my oh. old t-shirts, and this is like an original full tilt shirt I got. I just never threw away and it's like fading away. Um, do you, man, back in back in the day they had this like black card program. Like if you played a ton, they would send you this like Really nice card. I don't know what did. Yeah, <laughs> do shit. But like, they just it just made you feel cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if you went to Vegas, you could get some perks or something. I don't remember, but yeah, it was just cool. You wanted the black card. It is like nice, big, heavy credit card kind of thing. So my thought here is to take a couple high upside rookie wide receiver swings. Um, we have. A I good think that's perfect. We have no correlation opportunities, anyways, right? Nope. Yeah, Green Bay, Minnesota, New York Giants, Indiana. Um, yeah. No, no team level correlation. Build that. Give us some. Uh, we have a strong wide receiver room up top, and now take a couple big swings. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate um, one of those tight ends, honestly. With this, yeah. with with Ertz, he's kind of yeah. old, gets hurt a little bit, but um, no, I'm like I'm liking this. We're not getting the correlation, but you know, this is also a DFS best ball issue is like, we're only playing against like 1600 lineups in this. How many Pete, something like that. 1600 lineups, uh, um, 2300 total. Yeah. 
Okay, 2,300, 1,600 total okay, are, are currently in it. 2,300, yeah. that's not a huge GPP. Like, you still want to correlate if you can. But, um, like, you, like, I mean, I think that's what the people get confused on the zero RB strategy when they're like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, we need a fucking miracle to win this basketball BBM3. Like we need a miracle. Like, so what's a yeah. miracle look like, right? Like, oh, some guy's getting hurt, my guy's starting, you know, like whatever. Put wide receivers going the fuck off. Like, this is my yeah. miracle shot. When you're playing against two other people or te- you know, ten other people in your home league, you don't need to do any of that shit. Like, right. you don't even really need to correlate. They yeah. probably are so bad if you just go sub sub to ETR or Osmo or whatever. I mean stochastic. Um, you you're probably going to be ahead of them anyway. So like, or actually just download the the underdog rankings the day before you go to your draft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those, they're probably they're probably the sharpest thing you could do. Yeah, um, I uh, yeah. I just did an article or a piece in the Fantasy Life newsletter about that. Hayden, it, it feel like we're all doing it around the same time because Hayden also had a good one comparing underdog ADP to the various draft sites and. It's funny, like that's that's how I process everything. Like I've been doing the Sirius XM show, people calling in with keeper league questions, and I just immediately have like a really good market ADP to be like, yeah, that guy that you get to keep at a six round value, well, he's going in the second round of all these drafts. Like it's a pretty good data point to just be yeah. able to give people who, you know, to them they haven't done a hundred of these drafts, they don't know where the market has settled on on a fair price for them. Right. Yeah. And, and there's a risk when you just use one guy's opinion back in the day, Pete, right. We would get those magazines, you know, you go to this, to the gas station, you get a magazine and a, and a marker. And that's what you sit in your buddy's garage, drink, you know, drink a million beers, yeah. and bucket, and scratch off the guy's name and they're two months old lists and shit, you know, like, um, and then, like, that's what you wanted your buddies to have. Cause you knew more than them, you know? So like, you, uh, you, you don't need those those miracle shots, but in these gigantic fields, you want all yeah. the correlation and miracle shots you can, you can fit within reason. It is. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny too. Like I have a, I was scrolling TikTok, and I'm still, I'll still occasionally get um, some, you'll see some people. Yeah. They're generally older, but they're getting ready for their draft. And they have, it's normally like daughters, like filming their dad. Like my dad just bought his fantasy magazine at the store and he's writing out and circling. It's like, <laughs> like for some people that is still the charm. Like not everyone is, are right. fucking sickos like right. us. Like they like that, that experience because it's nostalgic almost for them. Oh God. The first guy who brought a laptop to a live draft. Oh, you just busted his balls, yes. man. You, what is this fucking nerd doing? Ruining ruining the fucking draft with his goddamn laptop i mean i use underdog speaking of underdog rankings that's what i use on my overlay on DraftKings. i just overlay it's a, it's an auto on our our api drop down list i just use underdogs rankings and like okay underdog has this guy at 60 and he's going at 89 on on DraftKings because they're a bunch of noobs over there you know what i mean so like, yeah it's pretty easy ev to pick up over there i think if you're I put the time in for sure. Um, let's see. Davis, Lewis, Jean, Jean, are we up? Lewis asking, uh, if either of us would like to be staked for DFS or best ball, Brian doesn't need to be staked and I wouldn't want the pressure of being staked. Uh, and I don't think I'm good enough at best ball to, or a uh, DFS to warrant being staked. Yeah. 
no thank you. Um, I don't think you want to stake me in basketball, honestly, to tell you the truth. But um, da- the, James talks about Davis here and his Sammy Watkins love. I mean, did we take Hunter Henry in our other one? We did. But again, why, why is Hunter Henry? We took him at ADP in our last draft. He's now. I think we took those tight, two tight ends, actually, didn't we? We took I mean, we can have, there's a ton of value there. A couple overlaps, fine. I'm fine with. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Yeah, we took okay. we took uh, Henry at pick 154 and then Everett later Everett, with this okay. one. I'm fine to get that. it. Fine, oh. fine with me. I mean, wide receiver is a wasteland. I we mean, probably f- get Fuller. <laughs> I know. Is he going to sign or what? I'm I'm starting to get pretty spooked about it. I mm. normally would take Raheem Mostert here, but. Um, well, you only got six seconds, so dial it in. Let's let's do Curtis Samuel. All right. Let's do Curtis Samuel. You you just you don't like Daryl Williams, obviously, because we could have I know. I I was thinking about it. He might be available to us in this next pick. I mean, there's there's legit uh reports out there that he might get he might be a cut candidate now, hmm. even. You gotta start um, doing that more, Pete, with your live drafts. Like, oh God, there's some reports, guys. Like, oh, he's back to me. Oh, the sports Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to betray the trust of your audience for a for a seventeenth round basketball. Exactly. Well, here's the deal, James. Eno would have been who I would have liked to have picked at that turn, but you took him at fucking pick one sixty nine. All right. Oh yeah, my guy Eno getting steamed. You, you snipe someone ten picks, eleven picks early. I know these guys. That's that's another thing with take one of those those stud QBs when you're live streaming. It's just like you announce to the world, like, well, everyone knows who Pete's gonna be looking for in these later rounds. Do you know what I think we should? What we could do is if our thesis, if we want to still get like a little bit of fun Arizona correlation and Darrell Williams does get cut. They drafted another uh, rookie running back this year, Keontae Ingram. He's a guy that will probably be drafted in 0% of big dog contests. But if Darrell Williams were to get cut, he would probably become a, a 18th, 17th round pick in most drafts. So that that could be a fun last pick for us. Okay. Little correlation, sounds, little 0% like ownership. Complete waste of a pick to me, but let's do it. No, I... <laughs> No idea, honestly. Trust me. I just gave a rant about how you don't need to go crazy in this draft. Pete's taking some guy I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the portion of the draft where the chat just all says their favorite random player that they want us to take. Byron <laughs> uh, Williams. I get. I, I'm. I'm also fine taking Darrell Williams if he makes it back to us. That's uh, that's what we did in the last round too, right? And uh, the other big dog is we took that uh, running back on Pittsburgh that you like. Yeah, Warren. Jalen Warren. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The problem is, is like you know, Jalen Warren wasn't getting drafted in all these where I, I assume Darrell Williams was getting drafted in probably like ninety five percent of these. Yeah. Big dogs. Yep. Yep. That's Paul, a good point. That's, yeah, Brian. What, what would you think about McCaffrey here at two hundred four? McCaffrey in the 17th round, I'd probably take yeah, him. I, I, if he was I, available. I wouldn't kick him out of out of bed for eating crackers in the 17th. We just had a we just had our home league uh 
I do. I'm only in one home league now. I used to be in so many back in the day, and um, purposely, it's just too. It's just too much to do those fucking things. But my my, I had a number one pick last year. That's what CMC. That's reminding me of it. So I had I had CMC, and then I don't remember where Ridley was drafted, like second round, third round last year. But whatever. So my my two earliest picks were CMC and Ridley, and I was just dead by week three or whatever. Yeah. And that is that it goes back. I, I have some buddies too who you know they play one league a year. They buy, you know, I think they got their ETR sub, and you know then they're just so snake bitten with injuries, and they're like, I hate fantasy. I don't want to ever play. And I was like, you you played in one league, and you accidentally hit the two landmines for that season. Like I, I don't. That's man. Like I don't know what you want me to tell you. Play in more leagues. Do some best ball drafts so you have some different sweats spread out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the the managings, the the I don't know why you guys love the managing the football league so much. I just no one said it. we love managing. We love <laughs> drafting them. Why do you keep doing it? That's like that's like tell asking Anthony uh, Camaraderie if he like loves being a father, and it's like no, he just loves having sex with lots of different women. He doesn't actually <laughs> want to deal with the consequences. <laughs> but you could do that with best ball. Best ball is like having sex with no kids. Yeah. Uh, I think we do take Darrell Williams at this. I think we fudded him into our, our correlation here. Yeah, those reports were fake. Do you want to take fake. Fuller? Or do you want to take that? Well, we can't take that back up if you're going to take Williams now, right? I think we're done at wide receiver. I think oh, we okay. get to six running backs in this build. I forgot we went back-to-back rookies too. So Yeah. So we'll be a, a two six eight two. We just have to decide on our other running back selection i say we get a little funky off the yeah, board we can't here. Do Jones. oh we could do abdullah is not a guy that has much i mean he's just gonna be a floor guy i don't know if we want to do that in this build uh, he might get some starts drake's gone yeah, yeah somebody who can somebody who can start so anyone here who's got a chance let's do the chiron someone mentioned chiron in the chat i kind of like that um He's kind of the clear third guy right now behind Henderson and Akers. And okay. if, if either of them who are, you know, notoriously injury prone guys, he could be, he could be interesting. This looks like a second place finish here. Se- se- second one, two. Yeah. I'll, I'll be so pissed if, I mean, the, to finish one, two, I mean, to have one of those rosters, I mean, the, the pay jump, going from one to two but i guess if you have both of them then it doesn't matter hour of your time for 20k pete i don't know i guess it's fine pushing it yeah it is pushing it um yes tyler shout out for the chiron chiron alpha see Hmm. throwing out those names at the end of the draft uh, it pays off there you go i mean we're we're just a blank canvas ready to be molded by your suggestions all right who we got in here uh, let's uh, let's sniped us. Let's um let's recap the team for the people who are not um watching. Wait a second. Hang on. I just got shook. Someone said I had two percent Mike Davis. There's no fucking way. <laughs> oh, this is the target exposure. See, mine's the red. There's yeah. zero next yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Blame Hertzig or somebody for that shit. Yeah, no, that's that's just the re- it's just that's the regression part. None of you guys probably have them. Oh, the regression part. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was I I literally panicked. I was about to read. I was like, "What? I have two percent, Mike Davis? Are you fucking kidding me?" Uh, 
All right. So someone asked to, to recap the team earlier. So we do have Kyler and Derek Carr at quarterback. We have a zero RB build here with Dobbins, Chase Edmonds. Uh, where did you go? Has it rugged me? Dobbins, Edmonds, Tony Pollard, Isaiah Pacheco, Darrell Williams, Kyron Williams. Pretty fun zero RB room there. Adams, Lamb, Allen Robinson, Jalen Waddle, DJ Chark, Christian Watson, Wandale Robinson, Curtis, Samuel, and tight end Zach Ertz, Hunter, Hunter Henry. Pretty solid team, I think. Yeah. I think I like our last team a little more. Well, that's probably why that's the first place team. This is the second place team. We got a lot of uh, shit on Twitter. I didn't uh, I didn't expect that when you posted that. What, what shit team? did we get? I don't know. A lot of people just like, like that team's trash. Take some fucking RBs. I don't know. Some of them were probably joking, but. Oh, the one guy. Yeah. The one guy said that the RB stuff. I was like, bud. I mean, you, if you think this team with Saquon Barkley sucks at running back, you should see some of my other teams here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Um, it's a, it's always fun when, you know, the, I, who was it? Oh, uh, our buddy Ben Gretsch. He, you know, he used to do stuff at CBS. He went back on and did a mock draft with them. And he was just like battling like the chat and stuff. The people who he had the he had the 101 in this mock draft took CMC and then just you know started taking a ton of wide receivers. And yeah. they were still just like could not wrap their head around not taking any more running backs for such a long oh, period yeah. of time. Yeah. That's that home that's that home league, home league uh mentality. mentality. Yep. It, yeah. It it makes a it makes a lot of sense in a home league when you have you're only playing against nine other guys or eleven other people. Now when you're playing against 500,000 other lineups. Yep. Yeah, it does. It, the dynamics really change too. Like, like you said, in those home leagues, like where everyone has these super teams, you want to have just massive ceilings at every position. Um, David Montgomery. Be, David Montgomery would be a, a, a begrudging home league pick. I think <laughs> Eight, 800 yards in six <laughs> touchdowns, something like that. Yeah. That's that's, that's solid. That could win you a home league championship probably not going to win you a million dollars uh thank you for the kind words h dota here you guys are my favorite show of all the football stuff i watch thanks let let us uh let us know if you guys you know we've obviously been drafting the past couple of shows uh if if that's what you guys like to watch us do we will happily uh oblige and, and do a few more draft streams or if there's anything else you guys would like to see here as we head into the football season anything else on on your radar brian no football. It's football season. I gotta get my sim going. We got an update, like I said, on the uh, Draft Caddy app, and it's it has DFS on it, but it's like super beta. So give us a second there. We're gonna try to put some cool stuff on there, and then Pete will be able to do do some uh, streams with it. Hopefully, help help him. Um, I don't think we got anything. We're gonna put this on audio. If you guys don't haven't sub to our pod we appreciate it it'll be up in like 20 minutes half an hour however long it takes to migrate to all the platforms perfect and i am i'm going to be recording something later with eric for it's the uh the one year anniversary of us uh drafting our top 10 best ball mania two teams so we're going to try to recapture some lightning in a bottle with that so you guys can keep an eye out for that that's going to be pre-recorded uh we're going to keep the badge bros out of our draft but you can keep an eye out for that <laughs> And then uh, tonight on Ship Chasing, we are drafting an FFPC main event team. That will be at 10 p.m. So 
plenty more drafting content for you guys if you are so inclined. We appreciate you guys hanging out. For Brian, I'm Pete. Please don't get cut, Darrell Williams. I actually do get cut because I have way more Eno shares. <laughs> Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.